Welcome to the 16th episode of Blue Jays Way Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Prosick, and I'm with my fellow co-host, Curtis Martin. Curtis, how is it going, dude? It's not going too bad. Uh, you know, kind of an interesting, you know, couple series of baseball since we last talked, but uh, I'm excited to get into it. Yes, sir. So we will start, as usual, with our wonderful Blue Jays Player of the Week. And Curtis, you have the honors of going first. So who is your Player of the Week? it's it's a tough one for me this week because you know when i associate this last series even though despite we won this series i associate bad with a lot of things mm-hmm. the defense didn't look great the pitching didn't look great i mean it looked okay ryu looked good but i think i'm gonna go with hunjin ryu as my you know player of the week because i know like everyone's been on him and his velo was still a little bit down for his last start, which was uh, just a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, he looked good. He was vintage Hunjin Ryu. I mean, then again, he is facing the Baltimore Orioles, and I would hope that he shreds up the Orioles. But yeah. I think, you know, it's a good bounce back start for him because he's had a couple of shaky starts. But if we get back the like vintage Hunjin Ryu, that's also going to be a big thing for you know, making sure that the losing streaks aren't as big as they have been in the past. Because that's what your number one guy has to do, right? He's got to stop the losing streaks at four and be yeah. that fifth guy. So uh, I'm going to go with Hunjin Ryu. I think, you know, he's pitched pretty decent besides the last restarts all season. So I'm going to go with him because we haven't been giving him as much love as I think we should. Very fair. Um, in this Orioles series, besides the very confusing and made me sad game one, um, I'd say the hero for this week would be Reese McGuire, who who hit like an animal over the last week. He hit 538 um, in the last seven days. So, you know, he's he knocked a couple doubles and basically stole that game, one of the games for us in that series. So this week sh- I've been feeling very good because I was vouching for <laughs> Reese McGuire at the beginning of the season. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be a great hitter, granted, but... I think uh, I'd have to pull it up right now, actually. Let's go all splits. Hold on. This season, he, he's actually doing – yeah, he's hitting 277 this season, which is pretty good um, with one home run, but you don't. he's not really a power bat. Um, so he's doing, you know, what we actually kind of need from a catcher is just hitting any sort of decent – um, coming from a catcher is amazing. And this actually brings me up to a point I wanted to talk about uh, just for a second. Speaking of catchers hitting well, in double A, we talked about him with uh, Keegan Matheson. Gabriel Mourinho is uh, he's hitting 388 right now in, in with the Fisher Cats. Um, I'm pretty sure he's homered in three straight games. He has eight, eight home runs, I believe, and 40 RBIs this year. Freaking nuts. Uh, and he also started at third base the other day as well. And he can play shortstop because uh, he's a natural shortstop turned catcher. Um, so that's crazy. I just wanted to mention his name. Uh, so shout out to Gabriel Mourinho. Come on the podcast. 
Um, anyways, um, so in this Orioles series, one of the things that happened was Alec Manoa throwing at, I lost his name again, uh, Mikel Franco. Um, apparently, according to the MLB, intentionally, but for some of us, it did not look intentional at all. Thus, meaning all of us. Yes, thus leading to a brawl for both teams, benches clearing brawl. Um, and uh, and then finally today, three days after it happened, <clears throat> leading to a five-game suspension from Manoa, which he's appealing, and a one-game suspension that Montoyo is um, – uh, serving tonight against the Marlins, and we're recording this on a Tuesday. So, uh, what do you think about, about that whole situation, Curtis? Well, I first of all, I want to bring to the point of during that scrum after he got hit, I thought it was really funny when uh, Vlad picked up Freddie Galvez and just like carried him out of the that was scrum. Really funny. I, I thought that was hilarious because it just shows you how strong Vlad is. He's like, Hey, little man, we're just gonna go this way, and he picked him up and then. Y'all just couldn't do anything, <clears throat> but I mean, like, oh my god, like it, it like oh, I was even shocked he was in front of the game because it was obvious that he lost his grip. Yeah, like I, I it's, it's like first of all, the guy's like been in the major for a mo- month, maybe, and you really yeah. think he's gonna go out there trying to toss uh, people? Like, I don't know what the like. There's no like reason. Like, it's the Orioles. Like, you're not that good. Like, why would why would we yeah. waste our time throwing at you? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And we heard on the broadcast the whole three game series, the Blue Jays were pitching up and in, and a couple people got hit in that series. Like, even Trent Thornton at the end of uh the game on uh, on Sunday, he got he hit a guy. I forget who it was, but he hit a guy in the eighth inning. So. And he didn't get tossed out of the game. So, I mean, I guess the Orioles took an exception to it. I think if the bench clearing doesn't happen, then I don't think there's a suspension. Yeah. And I don't think he gets tossed either because it was like a routine hit ball, but just a guy decided, hey, I don't like being hit. So then he got upset. Yeah. Now that's why we have a suspension, which is stupid. And I think he'll win his appeal. Yeah, I also think so. Uh, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, the velocity wasn't that high, so it was a changeup. So he lo- just lost control of his changeup, which happens like all the time, even with experienced pitchers as well. Um, so I, I feel like this suspension is kind of silly. And Montoyo getting suspended is just funny to me because like, the guy's like the chillest dude ever. Um, so that that uh, that kind of made me laugh there. Well, but yeah, if you're tossing someone for throwing at someone intentionally you have then you have to suspend the manager so mm-hmm. yeah that's true i wonder who's managing tonight though. i mean from the way that you and everyone else has been slandering montoya you might not be too upset that he's not in the dugout tonight hey man we'll, we'll see how it goes but like but, okay can we can we talk about this like do this little <clears throat> side talk because i brought it up for a quick second mm-hmm. i see all this montoya slander about, you know, oh, you know, he's not getting people up in the bullpen or, you know, oh, I wouldn't have picked that guy to come out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Take a second for me and think about the Jays' bullpen. No, yeah, I know. The Jays' like, bullpen is the equivalent of your Diamond Dynasty team in the first week. Like, yeah. it's a bunch of, like, bronze 70 guys. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, that's... like, you don't have any great options coming out of the pen right now. So he's just basically like, I let's see who's gonna actually pitch decent today. He like literally could just grab 
like a hat, put every pitcher's name in the bullpen in the hat and go like this and go, ah, okay, uh, Chatwood's pitching the ninth today. Like when Romano's out, that's what he basically does. He's like, who do I feel like could actually be decent today? Yeah. And Chatwood didn't look bad in that in the series finale, but I mean, he did walk the first batter, which, you know, kind of made me scared. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Mean, and, I mean, I think we've said this a couple of times already on the podcast the last couple of weeks, but anytime the bullpen comes out, I'm scared. True. Like, who would have thought that the strength of this team, pitching-wise right now, would be the starting rotation? Which has been, like, as of the last couple of weeks, quite good, um, which is awesome. Um, if they can keep that up as well, and if uh, Nate Pearson can come back them up later in the year, whatever role he might have, um, even if they move Stripling to the pen uh, as the long man that can give you, like, five innings um, or, like, three, four innings, uh, that would be awesome. Um but yeah, I think the Montoyo slander um, got to a point where I just said, okay, it's not even his fault anymore. This bullpen just sucks. Um, probably, let me look at the schedule. Because like my examples, I re- I saw somewhere on Twitter that someone was like, everyone got on John Gibbons in 2015 when the Jays didn't have a bullpen. And then magically, once the Jays got a bullpen on the trade deadline, Gibbons became a good manager. Mm-hmm. That's what someone said. And I was like, yeah, I know he's being sarcastic. Like, just because, like, you can only work with what you have as a coach. And when you have, like, arguably one of the worst bullpens in Major League Baseball right now, yeah. What are you going to do? Like, you can't just, and the be, like, thing is, you can't just be like Hunjin Ryu, pitch eight innings. Yeah. Like, the but guy's the, never going to do that. Mm-hmm. The thing is that when, I mean, this is obvious, but when everyone's healthy, the bullpen's extremely, like, good. They're a really good bullpen. Um, but I think the turn, the crack for me was in the Houston series when Ryu had that really bad start. Um, that's when I was like, okay, what the hell is happening right now? Um, because the bullpen really from that point on until like up until this point, the bullpen has been really bad. Um, but once we reached the beginning of that losing streak uh, with the last game against Boston, the two one loss against Boston where Dolis blew the game. Um, after Vlad tied it up uh, in the ninth with two outs that point I was like this isn't even Montoyo anymore like this team this bullpen is just straight up bad and that's that's when the conversation started to like happen even more like saying the bullpen just sucks and that's when uh, Montoyo Montoyo came out in the media and dropped an f-bomb and he was like literally what do you want me to do like and at that point I was like okay this makes sense like this this bullpen sucks um, like I like I wonder if like every once in a while he just thinks he's like I wonder if I just got a glove and went out there and threw a couple of pitches. And he's yeah, like, honestly, Pete coming Walker. in the game, Charlie Montoya to yeah close it up on the nine. Pete, Pete Walker, the Pete Walker going out there throwing and I feel like he's the guy that throw. Didn't he throw a knuckleball when he pitched? I have no idea. But Pretty sure in his day, he threw a knuckleball. Imagine just coming out being a nasty knuckleballer out of the bullpen. Just. We should uh, we should bring Arya Dickey out of retirement, put him on the put him in the starting rotation. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's the former Jay you want to bring out of retirement. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not anyone else from that 2015 team. You want to bring R.A. Dickey. Okay. Arya Dickey, my favorite player. I love that guy. Like there's a couple of people that I was now that you bring it up that I don't know what happened to him. Like, what happened to Marco Estrada? Oh, he went to, oh my goodness. Is he still pitching in the majors? He went to the athletics and then I think he just stopped. 
I think he might have retired or something. He was kind of old when he was pitching with the Jays, though. Yeah, he was in his like mid thirties. I'm pretty sure. Um, I loved Marco Estrada so much. When he started to fall off, it made me so upset. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he retired after the 2019 season. Yeah. I wonder if it's because of the pandemic. Maybe if it wasn't for the pandemic. That could have been it as well. He was also, like, not doing too well either, up like, up until the later points of his career. I'm pretty sure he's on the staff for uh, Team Mexico that's going to the Olympics, though. Oh, that's that's cool, actually. I could be wrong about that. I had to double check. Yeah, he was released by Oakland in twenty or August twentieth. So at the end of the twenty nineteen season, basically. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um. So we're talking about the Manoa suspension. We got a little off topic, but uh, so after Manoa, Manoa hit Mikel Franco. And speaking of Franco, Wander Franco, the number one prospect in baseball, was called up by the Rays this week after they've been struggling a little bit lately and fell out of first place in the AL East. Um, so Wander Franco is up in the majors and I was going through his stats and have, have you like seen it recently of what you did? No, I have not. Okay. Three seasons in the minors. He hit 332 with a 398 on base percentage and a 536 slugging, uh, and a 933 OPS. Some people, okay. I saw somewhere, I forget who it was. It was a big, um, MLB reported that. They said that this is the biggest prospect to come up since Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I agree with that because there's a lot of hype surrounding a guy like Acuna and like Vlad. I don't know mm-hmm. if want like I think a lot of maybe just because I'm not a Tampa Bay Ray fan and there's let's be honest, there's not many out there. Um yeah. maybe that's the reason why there isn't the hype around him. Because, like, yeah, yeah. when Vlad was coming up, like, there was All so of Toronto much, was rocking, yeah. There's so much hype around, like, oh, Vlad's in AAA. Let's all drive down to Buffalo and watch him play in Buffalo. Like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So. Like, this is the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember all that talk. And then, and I mean, now he's hit that stride. So, you know, maybe Franco hits it now. He's also the first player born in 2001 to appear in the majors, which is pretty cool. Which means he's younger than me. And which yeah. means that you're you're the same age as him so he's a year older than me he's my one of my brother's ages right you're older than you so um yeah i know i was thinking about that's crazy um but also one thing to note um him and vlad have a similar stat where uh, franco's had more walks than strikeouts in the minors he's had 20 more walks than strikeouts so he's got he's got a good eye um he hits for average he hits for power he had 27 home runs um in that time i think he had a couple yeah he had 20 triples as well he's fast uh, i'm pretty sure he plays third as well as shortstop but shortstop is main position he was brought up as a shortstop um and the rays earlier this season traded willie adamas to the brewers and then willie adamas became like really good um so that was funny i want to say well that. it's because they have wander franco that's why they yes him. yeah yeah, so I thought, uh, I mean, that's good for um, Willie Adamas as well. But uh, anyways, moving on from prospects, unless you, you wanted to say anything else. Um, today is a good day. George Springer is back off the IL, and he's in the lineup for the first time in, like, I think, like, 45 days or something like that. Um, so, um, 
Springer is batting fifth um, today. Uh, Curtis called it, and I'll give him credit for that. I was wrong, um, and I will own up to that. I do, I do, however, think that Springer obviously will reach the leadoff spot. I don't honestly. I'll say what I said in the chat real quick here. Unless Semyon falls off a cliff, how are you going to take him out of that spot? He's hitting. He's hit. I think five or four like home runs in the first up out of the game. That's true. Um, Which, as the leadoff hitter, that's what you're supposed to do. I don't know, but I feel like Springer can't be in that fifth spot. I feel like he has to move up eventually. Well, I think Springer should be in the fourth spot and Teo should be in the fifth spot, personally. I would be fine with that. I think it should be Semyon, Bo, Vlad, Springer, Teo, and then Grichik or Lourdes. And then Biggio, and then whoever your catcher is. Yeah. So... Yeah, like I don't just also just think like when I wonder when Alejandro Kirk is coming back because I was just gonna say that too. Yeah. Cause like I know like Reese McGuire has been hitting well, yeah. but like I think it's no uh secret that he has more offensive upside than Reese does. And so yeah. are this lineup just gets that much deeper. I think they're gonna in. I think they'll take like extra time with Kirk just to make sure he's back into the flow of things before they put him in. Because if, I mean, if Reese McGuire keeps hitting like around like 270 plus, I don't think you can take him out. Like no matter how much power Kirk has. And I don't know where Danny Jansen fits into all this. And nobody's talking about that because he's injured. Well, well. he's going to, when you think about it, he's going to be in the lineup no matter what, because he is um, basically reused personal catcher. Yeah. and, And I mean, Plus, he's an unreal catcher, even for uh, the bullpen. He he knows the team better than anyone else. Yeah, well, I think just that comes with being in the majors for so long and being with the same team in the majors for so long. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to see. But, yeah, I don't think – like, you can't really take him out at this point. Yeah, it's going to be a really tough decision for Montoya when that comes up. Um, but I guess getting back to Springer. Yeah. Because we we went back, we went. This always happens. To we always McGuire, do um, which I didn't expect. I don't know, like, I don't expect much out of him, which might sound bad. No, I I completely understand. He hasn't played in two months. He hasn't played in two months. He was like one for four in like half his games. Yeah, he, he, it's gonna take him a while to ease back into it. That's for sure. Um, but he was running really well. Is in, he uh, DHing or is he actually in center? No, he's playing center field. Yeah, this is the first time he'll play center field in the, the Jays, his yeah. Blue Jays career. And I personally, I think he's a better fielder than um, than Grich. Grichik's a great fielder. Don't get me wrong, but I think Springer's just wait. So is Grichik DHing then? Uh, let me check the lineup real quick. But um, because me personally, I think that Lourdes should be DHing if you're going to yeah. DH any of the outfielders, just because he's a defensive liability. Uh, so the lineup today, uh, Simeon, second base, obviously, Bichette's uh, shortstop, Guerrero, first base, Hernandez, right field, Springer, center field, Biggio, third base, Gurriel, left field, McGuire, catching, and then Stripling's on the mound. So Gritchick is DHing? Wait, who's the DH? Oh, uh, it's NL. Stripling pitches. Oh, er, wait, 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 wait. in Miami, we don't have a DH. Yeah, yeah. Right, forgot. I was just going to say, yeah, wait, what? I was like, you didn't say a DH there. I was like, 
See, this is yeah. why we need universal DH. Like, I don't want to see Ross Stripling go no, out there. Oh my god. If if we go into this offseason and there isn't a universal DH, like I'm gonna be so upset because it's you, you know what's also disappointing is that this might be one of the last years we have it. And the like let's be real here. What are the chances the Angels make playoffs? Not like a whole lot. Mm. Because Trout's been injured and you know their team hasn't looked great outside of Otani. Yeah. And uh, so, like, when you think about that, like, think about if you're in the World Series, how much advantage the A's or sorry, the Angels would, would have. Mm-hmm. Because, like, most teams are like, oh, I guess we're going to throw out our pitcher who sucks dick. And then you could just be in game one, be like, hey, guess what? Otani is going to hit ninth and pitch. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you're like, and then the other team, you're like, what the fuck? Like, like imagine, like, Otani. <laughs> Imagine Otani on the uh, Yankees, and they're like, okay, so we got Judge, Stanton, and oh, our pitcher's hitting fifth, and his name is Shohei Otani. Yeah. And he just hit, like, 25-plus home runs in the regular season. Man. If, How okay. fun NL team. If, if Otani keeps us up, like, I'm sorry, Vlad. Like, if he keeps these he pitching is, he numbers is up, my, he, is he wins the MVP, MVP right for sure. Only, my only thing, if his ERA goes above, like, a 3, 3.5, <laughs> then I think it's fair game. Um, I know that's, I mean, it's still a good ERA, but, um, MVP is a highly prestigious award. Um, but this dude, this is so, but like, okay. We all know how the award is voted on. And I think if the Jays make the playoffs and Vlad will win it. Yeah. But if neither team makes it, it's really up for grabs. Oh yeah. Because, and I'd argue Otani makes sense because just think about it. The fact that he's he's the only guy in our lifetime to hit 20 home runs as a pitcher. Yeah. He's the only guy in our parents' lifetime to hit 20 home runs as a pitcher. hmm Like, the last guy to do it was, like, they were, like, playing in the 30s. Yeah. So, I mean, he's literally having a historic year. And when you're dominant on the mound and dominant on the or not behind the plate, but like you know batting, yeah, it's hard not to be the MVP because the literal yeah. definition is the best player to his team. And when you can be a, like a number one pitcher and be like a three or four hitter in your lineup, mm-hmm. how is that not true? Yeah, and I'm not even convinced with Trout in that lineup that they make the playoffs. Because they have not been good this year. I oh, This might be a hard take, but I still don't understand why Trout signed that long with the Angels. I have no idea. Maybe he just really likes Los Angeles. Yeah, that, that's literally the only thing I can think of because you're not <laughs> winning there, bro. Because like, they just haven't done anything, man. Like, And then Pulos is gone, so that era's over. Like, So who are you? To be fair, though, that saves a lot of money for them after this year. I mean, he was going to retire after this year anyways, but... Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. So, they do have money, and there's a lot of starting pitching this offseason, so they could be um, they could be very active in the offseason. Yeah, off but season. doesn't doesn't help the fact that right now, they only have two hitters. They have Otani, who's a pitcher, technically, and they have Trout. Uh, Rendon and Walsh as well, so they have, like, half a lineup. I'm not giving you Walsh. I'll give you Rendon. Walsh is Fair. like Walsh is like hitting, I'm pretty sure, like 250 this year. So is he really that great? I don't know. It's just 
Well, that's true. And it's also his first year of um, doing anything. <laughs> what um, is his first name? I'm going to look it up. Uh, uh, Jared, I think. Jared, what a name. Yeah, it's Jared oh. Walsh. I have it up. Jared Walsh. Oh, he's batting 290. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he is batting 290. He's a two war, too. Huh. Okay, maybe I was that? wrong. With with 18 home runs. <laughs> Holy. Okay, maybe I was wrong. But um, I, would, I was wow. definitely wrong. All right. He's breaking out at 27 years old. Tough. Yeah. It says he's a first baseman, right fielder, and pitcher. I, I bet you it's because he's pitched like one game in the minors and they're like, oh, throw a pitcher in there. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. It's like, I'm pretty sure, um, remember when uh, Goins pitched in that really long yep. one game? Yeah, on Canada I'm, Day, yeah, I remember I'm that. pretty sure if you look up his uh, baseball reference, it lists him as a pitcher. Yeah. Which is uh-huh. kind of silly. That is silly. Um, but yeah, no, so they have a, like a decent lineup. I think going out and getting starting pitching this offseason could actually make them a threat um, in the AL West. But the AL West is really deep. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. Also, if you're Oakland, like you got to sign someone this year. Yeah, but I mean, Matt Chapman's going to be a free agent soon. And like, just, uh, just think about the fact that, you know, think about the A's with Semyon and Liam Henricks on them. Yeah. That would be insane. Mm-hmm. They would be one of the best teams in baseball. One hundred percent. And right now, they already like they already are pretty good. Um, they went on that big win streak earlier in the year with Simeon and Hendricks in there. Like that team is like it's just that much better. So, um, yeah, if they can, if if they move to Vegas, I think they're gonna obviously get more money because people are gonna show up to their games. Um. Because Vegas is such a good sports town, apparently, right now. Um, uh, we maybe that's a discussion for the off season, but I think I think Vegas is a good sports town if you win. Because mm-hmm. we, yeah, haven't, we seen, haven't seen Vegas lose yet. You haven't seen a losing product in Vegas yet. Like, because yeah. what if the Raiders come in and are shit this year? That's true. That's true. How many people are going to go to the games? Sure, a bunch because it's the first year there's been professional football, but you can't do that for too long. Yeah, well, to be fair though, and usually NFL games, no matter what team is playing, like have pretty sold out crowds. Yes, this is true. I know, like the AL West doesn't have the depth that the NL, or sorry, NL AL East has, mm. but I mean, Astros and Athletics at the top of that division, forty four twenty eight for Astros, forty four. And 30 for the athletics. Both mm. really good so far. Both well above 500, almost 14 games above 500 for each. Yeah. So, no, I think uh, the AL West is, I mean, and Seattle's only going to get better as well because they're a young team that's coming up. Um, I'm a big fan of a lot of their young players. It, is it just me? <clears throat> like, I know, I know this is kind of pessimistic, but. The more I look at the AL, like I don't see where the Jays fit into the playoff picture, especially with it going back to the way it is normal. You know what I mean? No expanded playoffs. That's another thing in this offseason. I think they need to add the expanded playoffs because 
no matter how good your team is, you could have injuries like the Jays and you'd slip out of the playoffs. No problem. Like it's easy to but slip that's out. any sport. You can have injuries and slip out of the playoffs. Yeah, but it's like right now the Rays and Athletics are in the wild card spots. Holy crap! Really? Yeah, because the Rays are half game back of the Red Sox. Oh my! And the Athletics are a game back behind the Astros. Holy! And and then in third you have, um, yeah, then you have the Indians at forty and thirty. And then you have the Yankees at thirty-eight and thirty-three. So the Jays are like. There are a couple games out of. They need a big win streak to get back in it. Just like uh, 2015, they went on an 11 game win streak to get them back into the race. Um, 11 game win streak is going to be insane. Yeah, I wish. Um, yeah, no, they need something big to happen. And I mean, they need a bullpen in order to do that. Yeah, if, if anyone's going to fix this problem, I mean, it's Springer and the bullpen getting healthy. So. I, I know you have to go, but do you want to quickly touch on the additions to the bullpen before we uh, sign off? Which, uh, which the trade that we just that just happened? Well, that and the signing of uh, Axford. Oh right, right, right. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, after a pretty impressive performance at the Canadian qualifiers for the Olympics. Um, John Axford was signed to a minor league deal by the Blue Jays, and I believe he's starting out in Florida and working his way up to the majors if he gets there um, because he was throwing 97-98 with uh, Team Canada. So they brought him uh, in, I think, yesterday or the night before, Um, and I think he's expected to reach AAA by the next, like, two, three, maybe four days. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, but that's pretty interesting. Um, and then we made a trade. I have to pull up my phone because I forget his name. What 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 a fan am I? Um, I mean, as you can tell, it was not a major trade. Jacob Barnes uh, was traded. He he joins the team today. Yes, and was activated tonight. Um, Riley Telez and Jonathan Davis, as we mentioned earlier, were optioned to AAA. Um, so Springer and Barnes activated today. Um, I mean, Burns has been like an average pitcher, I guess. Um, so, I mean, hopefully Pete Walker can work with him and he finds his stuff here. Um, but I find us saying that a lot. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but, I mean, we'll take all the help we can get for the bullpen until everyone's back. So, uh, Quick side note besides, okay, well, I'll say what my thoughts are on both these, the signing and the trade. Obviously, mm. they're not going to do what we actually need. Like, if Axford comes in as a good, like, pitcher, that's fine and all. But, like, we need other guys. Like, n- neither of them have really proven in the last two years that they're good MLB relievers. Yeah. So, I don't know why we went out to, like, my guy who I keep on, like, gosh darn it. Like, just trade for Clay Holmes. Yeah. I've been banging the table for, like, weeks. He has one of the nastiest cutters in the majors. He has the best, he has really good underlying statistics, including a over 70% ground ball rate, which with the Jays' really good defense is a perfect combination. Yeah. You know I what just, I think? What do you think? I think you should get on the phone and call Ross for right now. <laughs> just ring him up. Be like, yo, Ross, get your head out of your ass. Go get this man on our team right now. Uh, honestly, 
don't you feel like it's very possible that we could see a, a Daniel Hudson with the Jays? Like he was with the Jays before. Mm. In 2019 or something like that? 2018. I double checked while you talk, know. but but yeah, we, we traded him to the Nationals, right? And then he won them the World Series. Yeah, in 2019, because he won them the World Series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, if they're going to make a trade, I mean, they're telling their young players that we're going to make ourselves a contender. So they're going to do it something big, I assume. Use the uh, prospect capital that they have, um, which I think now that I'm looking at where we are and what, how much time's left in the season, I think you wait till next year and then you go for it. Um, you make the big splash again this off season, um, and I think 20, the Jays, 2019. Yeah, and I think the Jays are, are in a place where they can be that like huge spender, like the Yankees and Dodgers. Maybe not to that extent, like three hundred million dollars, um, but a two three year deal at whatever million 70, 80, 80 million, like kind of like the reuse situation where it was a four year deal at eighty million, like Daniel things like that. Be- Sorry, Daniel Hudson only played in 2019, just a correction. And he was traded that season. So 2019 is also when they won the World Series. But continue. Yeah, no, I, I just think we are a team that that has the prospect capital and the resources now that, um, you know, Rodgers is doing well financially and they're talking about building a new stadium within the next 10 years. Um, I just think those two things uh, combined with coming back to Canada – and I guarantee when they come back, each game is being sold out. I guarantee it. Um, at least for the first couple months that they're back, um, they're going to obviously not make up the revenue they lost. They will eventually, but um, I think it'll money will be coming in a lot faster than, uh, than we might think, just because of how desperate people are to see live sports. Um, and the fact that the Jays are becoming m- – like better and you know Springer like all that hype around all those guys I think they're going to sell Rogers Center every game no matter what the capacity is um, at least for a while and when we do build that new stadium I know they're going to build it smaller because there's no reason to have a freaking huge stadium like Rogers Center that holds 50,000 people I mean though it's pretty awesome when they make it to the playoffs in the playoffs and it's full yeah it is yeah um, but I, I think a, a more realistic um stadium for them we've talked about it before would be around like thirty thousand. um i feel like that's a better number for them um hey i want to still get my cheap tickets okay don't that i know i know i know i i remember one year i think it was in like 2017 or something i got tickets for six dollars it's awesome that's uh i want those days back um but anyways uh, anything anything else you needed to say or cover about jays or um no, not particularly. Just the fact that you know we're gonna bang the drum till it actually gets done, and that really all this team right needs right now is a better bullpen. Yeah, that's about it because the hitting's been good, the starting pitching's been good, defense has been pretty good. Um, especially considering it's it's a pretty young team, defense has been good. Yeah. So sure. just get healthy and maybe pick up a couple pitchers and let's go for a run. Because surprisingly, you want to hear something really surprising. Yeah. In the wild card standings, as of right now, before games are played, uh, this is on uh, June twenty second, twenty twenty one. The Toronto Blue Jays are behind the Seattle Mariners, 
and LA oh sorry, LA Angels for a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Well, they're tied with the Angels, but they're behind the Mariners. Yeah. And they have a so, series coming up against them as well. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's very possible. They're only six and a half games out of a wild card spot. I don't see them winning the division unless someone falls off a cliff. Yeah. But which could happen. Um, they also, of the schedules. they're also the only team not in a playoff spot right now with a positive run differential. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that the other day. They are they're a plus four. They have a plus forty three run differential. Yeah, Seattle has a negative forty six. It's all it's all the bullpen now. I'm telling you, and the Yankees have zero. They just have a zero differential. They're just even. They're even. Oh wow, that blows my. It's because they can't hit for some reason. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. That's really disappointing if I'm the Yankees. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Now. Yeah, but uh, anyways, um, our favorite time of the day. It is uh, plug time. So Curtis, uh, take it, take it away. Oh well, I don't know where to start. There's a lot of things going on right now. Um, obviously, check out the uh, Hardwire podcasts. You know, um, Ty's other podcast. We'll give him the quick plug to start. I but appreciate that. Getting into the uh, OTL stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of going, there's a lot going on that I forget everything, you know, our Euro coverage is still happening for the uh, Euros. Um, shout out to my friend Kieran, who, you know, is a big Scotland guy and they just lost Croatia this morning. So, or this afternoon, technically, uh, so, you know, RIP Kieran, I feel bad for you, but if you want to find out about, you know, the knockout stage or any of the teams that, and how they did in the group stage, you know, Stay tuned to OTL. Uh, the Italy wrap-up of their group stage was just published, so you can check that out uh, today, actually, so you can check that out. And then also, obviously, as the playoffs go on, which I think Tampa's winning the Cup again, um, they they have a chance to win that series, so that means that our Stanley Cup final preview should be coming out soon. So it'll be the last Stanley Cup playoffs preview that we have for the year which means that I can kind of go rest after that. I can take my, uh, my sleep. I can sleep a little bit more, but, and then also we have the NBA playoffs coverage for that. Um, we got a couple of great articles coming out, especially about one about the, uh, FIBA Americas, which the Canadian women's national team just played in that article should be coming out either today or tomorrow. Um, Braden, who was on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, wrote a great article about a former, national men's basketball player who uh, is now in the world of finance. So you can read that. It's coming out soon as well. Uh, I could go on and on and on, you know, uh, us open coverage. I'm pretty sure we got that. it all. We got it. We are your home for sports, but yep. CFL coverage is coming soon. I know yeah, I was I was about that, but uh, if I miss anything, I'm sure Tyler, Tyler will add it in. So yeah. Yeah, um, I appreciate the hardwired uh, plug. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, for the site, um, baseball season continues to be awesome, and I love it. Um, and we'll get a, we'll be very active um, as the trade deadline, the All Star game, everything like that rolls around. Um, so obviously, be sure to check all that stuff out. Um, and I am also very excited for CFL football back in Canada. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna have some stuff us in the very few. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be exciting when that football is back, because uh, according to the reopening plan for Ontario, there will be fans allowed um, as long as everything goes to plan. Knock on wood. That was really loud. Um, um, but yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, Curtis covered uh, pretty much all of uh, it. One thing I want to add is that I do want you to check out the Hardwired podcast, but only check out the episode that I was on. Go find that episode. Facts, facts. Yeah, we'll have listen to have you to back my, on soon. Listen to my scolding cold takes. That it's yeah. been like, how long ago was that? November? Yeah, it was a while ago. So it's been a couple months. My takes are probably so cold on that episode. I have to go back and re-listen to it myself. But yeah. <laughs> but in That's all fine. seriousness, go check out all the episodes and yeah obviously if you're listening to this you like sports so go check it out yeah appreciate that um but yeah i mean i think that's going to do it for us this week uh we want to remind all of you to like and subscribe to this podcast you can find us on spotify and apple Podcasts, and make sure to check us out on social media at otl sports ca on twitter and instagram and go check out all our latest articles uh on the website at www.overlinesports.ca and we'll catch you next time